Hey folks, I'm Brett Aquila with TruckingTruth.com and welcome to another episode of our podcast, The Road Home, where we help new drivers prepare for life on the road. This week I'm going to do something a little different than I have in previous episodes. I'm going to tell a personal story about one of the most extraordinary and unusual days in my trucking career, where I was fired by the company that I had worked for for almost five years after a breakdown in communication meant that I didn't receive the important information I was supposed to have regarding the load that I was picking up. Now there are some incredibly important lessons to be learned from this situation, so let's get right to the story now and we'll talk about the lessons afterward. So I was picking up a load from a customer in Dallas, Texas. The instructions on the Qualcomm said, do not go in early. Well, no biggie. Sometimes it says that because customers either cannot get you loaded early or they don't have the room in their warehouse to receive shipments early. Well, even though it says don't go in early, my company has a policy that says that if you're late to a customer twice within a six-month period, you can be fired. (laughs) So you can't be early, but you can't be late either. Well, the instructions weren't specific in any way about how early you could show up or not, so I figured I'd show up about 30 minutes before the appointment time, and whenever they're ready for me, I'll be waiting. And at this point, this all seems like very routine stuff. Happens all the time. But unfortunately, this was no ordinary situation. It turns out this customer had received warnings from the fire marshal that trucks cannot park on the street outside of their gate. So this customer told our company, do not let your trucks show up more than 15 minutes before an appointment time. Well, it turns out we used to haul eight loads a day out of this customer, but our drivers kept showing up too early, and so they cut it back to only four loads a day, and they were threatening to cut it back to two. Well, in a company with over 5,000 trucks, the owner actually got involved in this one, and there was a meeting about this situation in the offices. The owner said that every dispatcher must call their driver and tell them specifically not to go in more than 15 minutes early. Not only that, But the next time a driver goes in early, both the driver and the dispatcher will be fired on the spot, no questions asked. It's a direct order from the owner of the company. Well, unfortunately, of all of the times in his life to do this, my dispatcher dropped the ball and never called me. He never messaged me about anything. I had no clue whatsoever that any of this was going on at all. So I show up about 30 minutes early thinking everything's fine, and I'm the only truck there. They immediately give me a dock, They get me loaded up in no time, and I'm rolling down the road. Totally routine. So the next morning, I'm a short distance from my delivery, and I get a message to come to the terminal after the delivery, but they won't explain why. Well, no problem. That normally just means a random drug test. So I didn't think anything of it. I make the delivery. I get to the terminal. And my fleet manager, who is my dispatcher's boss, and the operations manager, who is over all of dispatch and load planning, come walking over to me. Well, I know both of these guys well enough at this point because I've been with the company for almost five years. Super nice guys. Well, they come up to me with this grim look on their face and they ask me to follow them and we go into an office and they close the door behind us. So the operation manager says, that load you just picked up, you went in too early against specific orders and now we have no choice but to let you go. Well, I was absolutely floored, completely blindsided by this. I have no idea what's going on. If a bomb had gone off, I couldn't have been more stunned. Five years of impeccable service, no service failures, never scratched a fender, and I was always one of the top producers on every board I was on. And without warning and seemingly without any sensible reason, I was being fired for being early to a customer. I I couldn't make any sense of this at all. 
so I said to those guys, you realize I must be the first driver in the history of this industry to have the service record that I have and then just randomly be fired for being a few minutes early to a customer, right? Well, these guys knew me and they knew my performance record and they were quite distraught themselves. And so I asked, well, I I can't be late or you'll fire me and I can't be early or you'll fire me. So what exactly was I supposed to do? Well, they told me I could have gone in no more than 15 minutes early and that would have been fine. And I said, well, why didn't you tell me that? Nobody told me that. Well, as soon as I said that, their eyes just got really big and they kind of leaned back in their chairs like they were surprised by what I said. The operations manager says, didn't you get a call from your dispatcher about this situation? And I said, no, no one told me anything. I'm completely baffled right now as to what the heck is going on. It said, don't go in early. So I figured that probably meant don't go in a few hours early. I don't recall ever being told by anyone that going in more than 15 minutes before your appointment time was too early. Well, the operations manager leaps up out of his seat and he says, give me one minute. I have to go talk to someone. So he returns a few minutes later and finally explains the entire situation I was caught up in. He told me how they had special meetings and there were direct orders from the owners to fire my dispatcher and to fire me and all that good stuff. When I asked them what happened to my dispatcher, they said he was already fired. So the operations manager says, listen, you were supposed to be told not to go in more than 15 minutes early, but you didn't get the message. I don't have the authority to hire you back after the owner gave a direct order to fire you, but I want to explain your story to the assistant terminal manager and we'll see what he says. He told me the assistant terminal manager would be available in about 10 minutes or so for a quick meeting and they'll come and get me when the time comes. So I'm sitting in the TV room and I realize that this is the moment when I have to decide what I was going to do. With almost 10 years of experience in trucking at this point, a clean service and safety record, and five years in with this company, I could snap my fingers and have any of a hundred jobs within an hour. So what was I going to do? Should I become indignant with the way I'm being treated, storm out, and go to work somewhere else? Or should I try to talk my way back into this company? Well, probably 90% of the people out there would have stormed out and had their pick of companies to go work for. But after 10 years in this industry and five years with this company, I was quite happy working where I was at, and I knew this was nothing more than a communication breakdown. This wasn't something personal against me. It was just bad luck. My dispatcher happened to be the one that dropped the ball, and I wound up being in the wrong place at the wrong time. So I decided I would try to do everything I could to keep my job. I got out a pen and a notepad, and I started writing down the points that I wanted to make to the assistant terminal manager. And a few minutes later, the operation manager comes in and he says, follow me, he's ready. So I walk into his office and I shake hands with the assistant terminal manager and I say, nice to meet you. And he asked me to explain to him what happened. So I took out my list and I made my points. I told him I was never informed about the 15-minute time limit. And he had already verified on the Qualcomm history that indeed I never was sent that message. Then I told him about my service record with the company. I have no reprimands of any sort. I have no service failures, no write-ups, and no safety incidents. I also get along well with everyone, and I have absolutely no intention of leaving the company, even though I could go anywhere I like, because I'm quite happy here. So now the interesting part of this is that the operations manager and my fleet manager were sitting in their own chairs right beside me. They knew me, they had heard my side of the story, and they were there to support me in my efforts to convince their immediate boss that I should be kept around. And that is a very big deal. So I tell my story, 
and the assistant terminal manager agrees that I do not deserve to lose my job, but he doesn't have the authority either to overrule the owners. But he said he'll back me, and he asks the terminal manager, his immediate boss, to hear my case. And they tell me once again to wait a few minutes, and he'll see me when he gets a chance. So I go back to the lobby, and I write down a few more points that I wanted to be sure to make to the terminal manager. A few minutes later, they come to get me, and it's off to the next meeting with the fourth person that day. So the same exact scenario plays out with the terminal manager. I get out my list, I state my case, and he also agrees that I deserve to keep my job, but for the fourth time that day, I'm speaking with someone who doesn't have the authority to override the owners. So he says, let me make a phone call to the head of East Coast Operations. He's in Ohio right now, and I'll see if he'll hear your case, and we'll get a conference call going. Now, it's important to note that in the meeting with the terminal manager, I had all three of the previous guys with me the fleet manager, the operations manager, and the assistant terminal manager. They were all standing beside me in my defense. And this was really critical to making all this happen. So I go back to the lobby once again. I scribble down a few more notes about points that I would like to make, and I wait for the next interview. And sure enough, a few minutes later, they come and get me again. So now there's five of us in the room. My fleet manager, operations manager, assistant terminal manager, terminal manager, and myself. We're on a conference call with the man I'm told is the number five man in line under the owner of the company. And this is at a company with over 5,000 trucks and almost 10,000 employees. This is the level we had to go to in order to find someone who is comfortable making the decision to keep me around. Not just anybody is going to overrule a direct order by the owners. So I state my case to the fifth person that day. Everything goes well, and they ask me to leave the room for a few minutes while they discuss the situation. So back to the lobby I go. A few minutes later, they come to get me, and I sit back down at the table, and they're happy to tell me that the head of East Coast Operations is going to take it upon himself to overrule the owner's decision and let me keep my job. He said he'll explain it to the owners and that I can return to work immediately. And that's exactly what I did. Within an hour, I was dispatched on another load and I left the terminal on my next run as if nothing had ever happened. It was an exhausting and bizarre day to say the least, but I was thrilled that everything worked out great. And so there are a few key takeaways from this story. The first thing that people need to realize is that truck drivers have absolutely no authority over anyone, except for in one situation. As a driver, you are allowed to refuse to drive the truck if you feel it is not safe or legal to do so. That's it. That's the only authority you have. That's the only real decisions you get to make. So enjoy it. You have to learn how to make your way in this industry without being able to boss anyone around. You cannot make dispatch give you more miles. You cannot make management keep you around. You cannot make customers load or unload you faster or cooks prepare your food faster or mechanics to fix your truck faster or even make a vending machine give you the Snickers bar you already just paid for. You have absolutely no authority as a truck driver, so you have to learn to be savvy when you're dealing with people. You have to learn how to talk to people in such a way that they'll be willing to listen to your side of the stories, and they'll be willing to help you out with situations that are beyond your control. Another point I'd like to make is that you really need to keep your cool and learn to assess situations properly. I'm telling you, 90% of the drivers out there would have flipped out, cussed out management, and given them the finger as they walked out the door and went on to find a new job. Well, not only was this situation not directed at me personally, 
but I didn't want another job. I was happy with the one I had. I had new equipment. I was making top wage. I had my personal choice of dispatchers. I was in the division I wanted to be in. And I had five years of excellent service with the company that I could use as leverage to open up new opportunities. So why would I want to leave and start all over again at the bottom with a new company doing the same job I was already doing? And why would I want my record to show that I was fired by a company after doing such an excellent job for them for so many years? The situation wasn't even my fault. So I certainly didn't want to get run out of the place for a simple communication breakdown in the office that had nothing to do with me or my performance. So it made a lot more sense to me to put in a few hours of effort to keep my job than it would to spend months starting over and clawing my way up again from the bottom. Now another thing you have to understand is that truck drivers get very little respect in our society today. And by very little I really mean that most of the general public can't stand us. Our trucks are always in everyone's way, and when we get out of the truck, a significant number of us don't really know how to have a pleasant conversation with anyone. They just want to fight and complain and criticize and cuss out people all the time. So as a truck driver, you're not only the lowest man on the totem pole when it comes to authority, but you're also the lowest man on the totem pole in our society when it comes to getting respect for what you do. So you absolutely must learn to be humble and kind and be patient and tolerant, or you're just going to be hurling yourself into one brick wall after another every time you run your big mouth. That's the reality you have to face as a driver. Some drivers learn how to work well with people, and they wind up in great situations with top pay, top equipment, great miles, and fair treatment. But unfortunately, many drivers never figure this out, and they wind up running into one brick wall after another for years. And after a while, they often grow to hate the job and everything about the industry because they never really figure out how to get to that top level where their peers are making better money, driving better equipment, and getting more miles and better divisions. So to return to the story, at the conclusion of that last meeting, we were all really relieved that things had worked out as well as they did. Everyone figured out that I did not deserve to lose my job. And no one wanted to see one of their top performers wind up being shunned by the company and then going to work for one of their competitors. And at this point, the operations manager told me that if it wasn't for the way that I had handled myself, no one would have listened to a word I had to say. Everyone had already assumed that I simply did not obey the directions that I was given, and because the orders came from the top to fire me, there was no sense in worrying too much about it. I was fired and that was that. But instead of flying off the handle, I had made a list of logical and well-thought-out points, I handled myself like a professional, and I spoke to everyone with respect. And because of that, and because of my record with the company, everyone was more than willing to listen to what I had to say. And once I was able to state my case, one at a time, the managers came to realize that I was indeed in the right in this situation, and in fact, I had known that all along. And even with my great record and all of the years that I put in with the company, I still chose to speak calmly and professionally with everyone and state my case logically, even though I had been fired without just cause. I mean, really, if anyone ever had the right to fly off the handle and scream in people's faces and freak out, it was me. I had done nothing wrong. I had done nothing but a stellar job. And without even so much as asking me a question about the situation, they just decided I was fired and that was that. Hit the road, too bad for you. But handling myself the right way made everyone really want to stand behind me. They wanted to make sure that I was given a fair shake, 
and they genuinely wanted to help me out, even though I was just one driver out of 5,000, and it wouldn't have made any difference to them either way. And that's a situation you'll face time and time again in this industry. You're going to walk into company terminals, truck stops, restaurants, shippers, receivers, and DOT way stations, and you're going to face situations where people have full control over your destiny, and there isn't anything you can do to force them to bend to your will. So the question is, how are you going to handle it when it's your turn to step up to the plate? Can you find the discipline to remain humble and speak to people with respect in the face of adversity, or is it more important to you to vent your frustrations by screaming at people when things don't go your way? Are you going to learn to work together with the people in dispatch, or are you going to scream demands and insults at them whenever things don't go as you had hoped? When you get pulled over for a random roadside check, are you going to lecture the officer about how he's a money-grubbing pig who keeps an honest, hard-working man from doing his job? Or are you going to keep your composure and have a friendly conversation with the officer in hopes that he'll like you and want to let you go? You're going to face tough situations like these on a daily basis as a truck driver, and your ability to maintain your composure and be humble and speak to people with kindness and respect is going to determine whether you'll be turning top miles and beautiful equipment while putting nice paychecks in the bank, or if you'll be sitting at truck stops crying the blues and banging your head against the wall with the rest of the drivers who love to run their mouths. In the end, you'll want to be savvy and disciplined and friendly and humble so that when the workday is done and you've made a great paycheck, you can sit back and relax and enjoy the road home. I'm Brett Aquila with Trucking Truth, and we'll see you again next time.